Hey everybody, welcome to the Climbing Sycamores podcast, uh, where we look at today's topics to get a better view of Christianity. I'm Annie Beagie, and I'm joined by my friends Ben Sadler and Matt Harbach. All my chins, Matt. All my (laughs) chins resent your comment. I didn't say anything. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Our top story today, hot dogs. What are they and why? More on that later. But for now, Annie. All right. Well. How's everybody doing? Yeah, doing well. Um, Let's see. So... Fantasy football, football season is fast approaching. And I know Matt is like, this is going to be not Matt's topic. Boy, I I get no sleep during football season. It's all I'm thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to talk about fantasy football. You have a pretty cool group that you want to talk a little bit about what you guys have done in the past on what some of your prize or it's like the person who loses. Yes. Yep. Yep. So there's 10 of us in the league. Um, and the loser, the absolute all-time loser, uh, has to do a punishment that is prescribed at the mm-hmm. time of the draft. Yes. And um, it's agreed upon. And so some past punishments. Uh, Dave had to take the ACT again with so a bunch good. of high schoolers. He had to wear a suit and tie. to pay for that? Yeah. The league wow. covered half. So it was like 50 bucks. And <laughs> so we were out 25 bucks. What um, did he get? He got a point higher than he got in high school. <laughs> That's good. So he's getting smarter. So he's getting smarter. Bravo, Dave. If you see him, give him a pat on the back. This was a couple of years ago. And then um, one year, the loser had to dress up in, uh, in this case, it was a cowboy's like body paint. And like we went parading the bars on um, no. Blue Mound when, during a Packers-Cowboys game. Oh, that's good. So, you know, he had to do that and then oh, a couple of years ago i lost and i had to do a four minute stand-up comedy routine and, and you open knocked mic. out of the park didn't you it was fun yeah, yeah i liked it yeah so anyway our league is fun and we, we do punishments for the losers and whatnot um so yeah i'm excited about fantasy football and i kind of just wanted to talk about like some of the pros and cons of it mm-hmm. um i think some of the the pros are that you're you're spending time with your friends and mm-hmm. it helps you keep in contact even if you're you know maybe across the country or mm-hmm. in one case we've got a guy now who now lives in Germany um so that's kind of nice we can keep in contact with a lot of trash talk it's yeah. fun mostly yeah um and i think there's there's excitement it makes every every game exciting because you, you have players from different teams yeah. and um it's really fun to watch and you're kind of invested in every game um so I, I like those things. I think it's a good way to exercise your brain too, because you're thinking about um, players. You know, they're always getting traded or or injured, or and then you got to figure out how to recoup and how to, um, you know, what player might play best in certain weather conditions or with certain other players, quarterbacks, etc. So I think those are some of the positives. Matt's thinking very hard. Actually, I'm trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. This has nothing to do with your topic. I'm extremely tired. <clears throat> yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. I think um, so. Then I think some of the cons, though, um, it is it is gambling in essence, and you know you can you can go the league route where you have you know other people to kind of play against, or you can play, you know, every day or have certain salary caps and really play at a high level mm-hmm. and a high paying level. Um, so it is gambling. So you have to be careful, you know, that you don't get too wrapped up into it. Um, 
And I think it's easy for people to get worked up over it. I mean, we had one guy leave the league this year because he just felt like it was taking a toll on his um, psyche. Yeah. So that's scary. But that's all sports. That's all invested. You can get people get crazy about sports. Right. Right. And it's not even anything you're in control of, really. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's how how well does your player perform, you right. know? So, but there, the, I think it it's the beauty that it it um, combines the rage of watching football <laughs> with the pride of gambling, and Ooh. so you have two deadly sins there, where <laughs> you're angry, but you're taking it personally because you made the choices, like you picked your team, right? But it's something out of your control, right? It's it's just like when you buy stocks on the stock market it's a lot the same and and people are people are like they they all of a sudden like a lot like oh this stock has to do good yes like it's got to do great because i own it you're like dude you have no control over that whatsoever well that's the thing and and i i've often equated fantasy football to like trading because uh, trading in the stock market because you kind of look at these things you look at the conditions that surround Mm -hmm. them you look at projections and you do all this research to try to figure out like is this going to be profitable yeah and sometimes it just isn't. And mm-hmm. you, you've you done your research, you've done your homework, and by all accounts, it should do something, but it doesn't. And same with players yeah. and our stocks. But or it's the beauty where, like, just because you picked it, now you're going to take it personally when someone says you made the wrong decision. Mm. And you'll feel even worse when you, when you were wrong. But then you'll also feel like you made a good decision when you succeed, even though it has nothing right. to do right. with you. Right, right, right. But it's just, it, it's, um, it's really, really quite a wonderful thing. And and it's time consuming. I think that's that's another kind of con is, you know, kind of along those lines. You are researching, you're listening to podcasts, you're reading things, you're but, keeping up with oh. all the trades and whatnot. But if if it's for entertainment, is that's not necessarily bad, right? And so you got kind of gotta just know your. I know somebody know your who attitude. runs thirty three leagues. That's too many. <laughs> are they like getting are a they cut part- from each one? Are they participating in 33 I leagues? I think so. No. But he, he hosts, but I think that he's just really good at it. And he, he he's a numbers guy and his brain works that way. And yeah, I think it would have worked better for me. I've been in fantasy leagues. It would have worked better for me to have the punishment if you lose. Because after a while, I just, I don't always keep up with it. But if you're obsessive and you love sports, which I love to play sports, but yeah, I, I, I think you're right on the gambling thing. If you're, if you're, if this is like actually causing harm to your family or your concentration, like you have to be spiritually aware of that. Right. Yeah. Right. So, is this an intervention for Matt? Is that what we're doing here to make sure he doesn't get too involved? And in- don't get too involved in football here, <laughs> Matt. Football. I, football season's coming. It's just two leagues. How bad could it be? <laughs> I don't my even son know actually took over my works. fantasy team because oh. I think he'll actually pay attention to it and do a good job with it. It is cool to be more interactive because football is a short season and you usually only care about your team and you actually start caring about all these other players. I do think, though, it kind of you kind of lose that camaraderie in your team I've because. Lost it. You, yeah, you like you don't even care about your team anymore. I don't. I honestly am not a Packer fan. Don't kill me. Don't come at me. Don't send an email. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Get her. I know. Do um, you think it's because of fantasy? I do absolutely. Yeah, because now I'm I'm the one other uh, positive I wanted to talk about was just the marvel at the athleticism of these people. Yeah, you know, amazing. I mean, they're freaks. Like this is crazy. And and when you start to really look at it, 
and look at how fast they're running and look at how many yards they've gone in. It's, I mean, it's mind blowing and the hits they take and the, and just how athletic. Have you ever seen the movie concussion? No, it sounds. Will Smith was the lead actor, but it was a true story of the doctor who kind of found out about why concussions were causing football players to go nuts. Mm. And man, it's it's hard to watch because now I have a son who loves football and is his favorite sport to be in. But they just, I think they've changed enough of the rules. But yeah, it's incredible just how, what these hits are actually doing oh, and how yeah. hard, how big the players are. Mm-hmm. What kind of, it's like getting a car crash every every mm-hmm. game so and certainly and i mean thankfully there have been improvements to the gear and yeah and whatnot and obviously some positions are more susceptible to you know we've got mm-hmm. quarterbacks playing into their 40s and then yeah. you know but running backs don't do that i mean they're getting now they at least hammered. take the players out in the past it was you would just drug them up and keep them in but Oof. ever since i think ever since that's come out that this is causing guys to go nuts mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, um, are you going to win? How am I going to win? Are you going to win? Oh, uh, I've come in second the last two years. What do you win? Uh, money, like everybody yeah. throws in fifty bucks. Okay, and so then you get a cut of, of there you that. Go. Yeah, so I don't know. I was surprised you didn't keep the stand up going. That you didn't try that again. We've been consistently trying to outdo the punishment before <laughs> the last one. So I we're we're talking about. <laughs> What we'll what we'll yeah. do, but I I like the stand up one. Yeah, I know, that's it's good. funny. So good luck, all you fantasy footballers. Yeah, that's that's good. It's a lot of fun. Brings our our family does that. Our, our, brings a lot of our cousins and family together. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good thing. It's fun. Our thing is, if you win, when we go up north, we stay in this big resort. The winner gets to tell anybody who played fantasy to get them a drink at any time of the day. <laughs> and usually, like when you're the farthest away from the cabins, you they have a bell now that you ring, and then you can that's go. That's great. Yeah, I think that's Excuse a great. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little thirsty, and you start ringing the bell and I love it. make someone go get it. That's good. Yeah. All right, really cool. The topic I want to talk about was we're going through a sermon series, sermon series right now called Summer Playlist, and we're looking at the Psalms in the Bible, which most of them were probably sung or chanted. Uh, we don't have the music to them, but they're beautiful poetry and and really emotive language. And I was just thinking about the power of music. And if you would take music out of church, um, what would that what would that be like? And then last week, you know, we did something. I think a lot of churches do this quite a bit, but we don't usually do it in the sermon. You guys actually brought music into the sermon to kind of, uh, you know, engage with Pastor Bill's message. So I just wanted to talk about the how powerful is music? Um, what can it l- lead to? Do? When are you using music for good? When is it manipulative? And uh, do you have any, maybe just do you have any favorite songs or, or worship songs right now? I don't know. So I just wanted to talk about the power of music. It, another thing, we just went to uh, Zach Williams' concert and We the Kingdom. I thought, I thought that was another powerful moment of oh, music. Great. Yeah. So anyway, you want to Ooh, go with that. That's a lot. Matt, do you, I mean, I could go on probably for days. Do you have any, any place you want to stop blinking at me? <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> here's uh, the thing here's the thing let's just tell everybody so yeah. matt we want matt just started kind of a new gig 
And, and so I think only he's, a musician would call it a gig. A gig, right? I started <laughs> teaching right. in the mornings, and they 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 want you to be there at like eight o'clock. And in Matt the is morning. not a morning person <laughs> at like, all. Guys, guys, wait, why are we doing this? You know? When is the last time you woke up before seven o'clock? <sighs> Yesterday. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, on Sunday mornings I can do it, but that's one day. Okay. You know, and 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 then you just have to stay awake until like one p.m. You can go home and crash, but. We did this talk about this day. on the podcast. You were excited about teaching. You're, you're teaching, teaching has been so much fun. And video. Yeah. It's been two days. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. And it's been ex- ex- just, ex- my body just has to adjust to the, the rhythm. That's all it is. Yeah. So um, anyway, Matt's off his game a little today. His eyes are closed. Shut up. He's, <laughs> he's coming in and out of consciousness. I'm still sitting upright currently. So that's he's good. He's drinking. Monster, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Redlock, something even so more great. intense than what he usually drinks. It just, it's, it has a shiny black pattern on it, and there's bright colors, so you know it's um, good, legit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anywho, so music. Yeah. So we we talked about this a couple weeks ago, at uh at that uh, that uh, place. <laughs> oh my goodness, Matt. So Matt and I meet monthly with a bunch of worship leaders from yeah. around the area. And we we did we talked about this yes. at that meeting. So what did you guys say? Well, and uh, and we talked. You and I just talked after about it too because mm-hmm. we were going on. There's a good conversation happening because um, one of the churches we were talking about um, during the offering has no offertory, plays no music during the offering. So during the offering, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. Except for the the grabbing of of, of bills and the passing Change. of the plate because they yeah. still pass the plate. Yeah. And during that time, there's no music. And the and the reason is is that they don't want to create this fake musical emotional moment to try to manipulate people into giving more money. Okay, which is I think a very honest reason mm-hmm. from a production mm-hmm. standpoint that is so awkward. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you would I would never advise anyone to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but but to your point, um. Okay. So so what's manipulative? And the point I brought up to to Annie afterwards is. You know, I, I think people, I, I do this. I don't know if other people do this, but but I have to assume that a lot of people feel like um, this this is my default setting. This is my base setting of who I am. And uh, normally I'm not a very generous person, but if I'm persuaded and I'm kind of swept into the mood, I'll give, and that's manipulative because that's not normally who I am. And And, and my point is, well, maybe it should be, and you have the capacity to do that. So it is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't, I, I get where that gets manipulative, but I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of um, people will have conventions or they'll have talks and they'll, they'll talk about the charity they're working on. And afterward you'd be like, Oh wow. You know, I, I really do want to give to that. That's cool. And if someone had just told you about it, like, hey, we got this charity, we're sending money overseas to help this village that was wrecked by a hurricane. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe. That means no. But if you if you go and you listen to someone who's presenting and they have the slideshow and they show photos. And maybe a, an emotive video they, with music. Music, yeah. video, and the, the speaker's very persuasive. Now you're persuaded to give. Were they manipulating you? Well, first of all, yeah, that's all communication, by the way, for those listening, <laughs> especially music, especially video. That's what we're learning about in class. It's all manipulation. All of it is manipulation. Okay. Anytime you watch a documentary and someone's, oh, I've seen a documentary about this. So that proves it. 
everything is fabricated for a specific reason when <laughs> mm-hmm. you make video. That's mm-hmm. why it works. You know, the, the the example I was using in class was if you if you watch an old navy commercial, everyone is smiling. They're having a There's grand half, old time. They're wearing jeans. Oh. Get those jeans, they'll make you happy. That's yeah. the you'll message. have a good time too. It's it's subconscious, but that is the point. It's all manipulation. Isn't there like a Liberty Insurance commercial? Like studies have shown that if that if commercials show young people having fun, they'll be more enthused about <laughs> buying the products. Oh, like so I haven't like, seen that one. They're but, like then like so we thought we'd have some young people, and so there's young people like by the pool talking about how much they love insurance, and it's yeah, and a plane on that yeah. right, and and they're they're smiling, but there's yeah. but now it's funny, right? Yeah, and, and that'll also Poking get your attention. That. Or think about um. The animal video, you know, the commercials. We brought the, that up too. Sarah McLaughlin is playing in <laughs> yeah. the band, in the arms of the yeah. angel. Right. So, and then we got the the sick dogs and cats. And I mean, I'm like, oh no, yeah. like, oh no, you got me. Like, yeah. yeah. So not not to get too off topic, but but the the way I've the way I've said it is there's so there's there's four emotions. There are only four. There's many different versions, but sure. there's there's sad, glad, mad, and scared. Sure. And so like anxiety, paranoia, that's all fear, mm-hmm. rage, irritation, frustration, that's anger. Right. Um, happy, like romance or funny, right? Yeah. Those are happy. Um, and then uh, a sad, depression, yeah. it could be loneliness. These are all, ver- but you have those four things. All you have to do is engage someone's emotions. That's what makes them care about things. Mm. So when it comes to music, you know, it, I, I really feel like people have this sense about themselves, like I'm grounded, I know who I am. I have these default settings that are not too emotional because most part, we're not super emotional all the time. You're not. Robot. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not wrong. Tired robot. <laughs> but you have the capacity to feel that. So does that make it fake? Those are still your feelings. And You just I, had something kind of... It just bring, it was, man of, bring it out a little bit. Up. Yeah. And so, I mean, what you need to ask yourself, obviously, when it's something that comes to money, um, is, you know, maybe if, if you're actually concerned, you know, maybe you do want to take a step back and, and or ask, ask someone you're close with and be like, hey, do we want, you know, husband and wife, do we want to write this check for this? Like, I don't want to just be like, you know, because you get sucked into the moment and you're like, oh, man, I really I would go out there and help them. I would go out and fight Is for the that cause. motive of the people a big. Annie, you just attended a church that will remain nameless. But like oh, there was a lot of music that was involved and you felt it was a manipulation, don't you? Yeah. Um, I felt, I felt, uh, targeted and, and it wasn't even in a, in a money sense. It was just, um, yeah, there was a lot of music and a lot, it was, uh, it kind of got ramped up to make a decision basically. Very charismatic. Yeah. yeah, Very charismatic. Um, I got con artist vibes off of it. (laughs) Um, disingenuous and I'm not, I don't know. That was my own. Mm-hmm. feeling i sure. i really i you know I, I believe that this was not what it was you know i didn't believe that this was the intention per se um but yeah it was it wasn't like i said so much money but it was it was about acting a certain way yeah. or uh i don't know it was really bad it was really so we have we, like i said we use music in the middle of the sermon but every week at least a lot of times when we have this part of the service we call forgive us, renew us, lead us, it's basically confession of sins and then a word of forgiveness. We'll have music in the background. Um, is that 
manipulation or what's different about that? Well, I almost wonder because sometimes, you know, like in other churches, like sometimes the music will just kind of be subtly playing and there, there will be nothing said or on the screen. And there's like almost this moment for people to kind of think. So I, I wonder if the music in some way kind of activates mm-hmm. something in the brain that like causes thinking or like, you know, maybe maybe praying or or considering, you know, confession or things like that. I don't know. I, don't I know think it has a lot to is. do with the motive of the people. Do they really believe this? And if they're saying like, we sometimes our emotions for God's forgiveness and God's love are so big, only music can hold them. Where, um, you know, like we went to that concert, you know, this Zach Williams, he could have spoken all those words, but some of these themes about God being our rescue story and about uh, these chains being taken away of, of, of depression or addiction or whatever that God is doing in our life are such big ideas, and they're so transformational that I feel like only music is powerful enough to actually hold those emotions or bring them out or, or let us express them. Because we want to express these emotions. We want to have these feelings. We don't want to just live like robots. Most of us don't want to live like robots. <laughs> but we want to experience them, and we want to know that they're true, I think. And I think when it's manipulation is, it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, where it's like we're putting on this show, but we actually don't believe in the power of it. We don't believe it actually is true, but we want more followers or more money. I think that's the difference. Yeah. And I, well, and I also think, um, I think it transcends language too. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't really know tech, the technical reason for that. Um, but I think that, yeah, there's something about it that that's just next, next level. And, yeah. and, you know, I mean, I'm guessing there's music in heaven. There is. I mean, right. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, it talks, there's talk about that. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the bigger pointers towards God because it doesn't really fo- serve any like survival of the fittest uh, function, mm-hmm. any kind of survival function. It's just beauty. It's mm-hmm. wonderful, and um, and it does allow us to express deep emotions of joy, of sadness that we could not express any other way except through music, and lifts our spirits in times when mm-hmm. we, you know, like that, like nothing else can. So. I just think it's very powerful and, and an incredible gift of God, and so powerful we have to be careful how we're using it. That that I think people can use it for harm or use it for good. Well, and that's something interesting too, because um, you know there's various genres of music. Um, I happen to be a fan of '90s rap music. Um, Who and, isn't? And, right? And are are you? Was the Super Bowl this last year the best halftime? Oh, I loved it. I yeah, mean, I it was loved all it. the classics: Dr. Yeah. Dre, Snoop, um, Eminem. Yeah. So I think, but I so I, people look at that and they might say, "Oh, you really shouldn't listen to that." I mean, yes, there's language, there's themes, whatever. For me personally, it doesn't really. You know, we we always talk about on this podcast about um, letting things play and influence in your brain, and mm-hmm. can you separate the two and do you have you know issues with that? I don't have a problem with it. I don't really feel like I'm too terribly influenced by that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's country music. <laughs> Seriously, the 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 country music like I I struggle to listen to it because it's it can make a booty call sound romantic. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Don't laugh. I'm serious. 
<laughs> like, and it's, and it's, they, like you, you struggle because you think it can manipulate or because you don't like it or what is it? Because I think it's manipulative. Like it's got these romanticized ideas about okay. life and, okay. uh, relationships and, yeah. you know, things like that. And so I have to be careful listening to some of that because I can get wrapped up in it. Yeah. So I know for me that even though it's, there aren't bad words and okay. it's not terrible, like, you know, nobody's shooting anybody or yeah, whatever, like maybe in a rap song, I'm able to separate, you know, in a, yeah. in a rap song. So I think, and I think a lot of Christian contemporary music suffers from the same, from the same problem because, um, you know, a lot of the big, a lot of the big uh, like Christian contemporary bands or like those record labels are going to be in the Bible belt, which unfortunately means they're all heavily influenced by country music. And the fallout of that, of course, is that a lot of it sucks. <laughs> Jeez, um, ouch. What? CCM? Contemporary yeah. music? Yeah. Oh. yeah. And, and it, I don't know what it is, but there's, I think, I think especially in that genre of music, like the, the country singer is like really in love with his or her own voice. Mm. And they like really, you know, obviously, cause you've got like the, the twangy accent, right? There's, there's no attempt to, to make it c- kind of like pretty for music. You know, when you're singing in choir, you, you do certain things. So your voice blends and sounds more musical mm. and country music, it's very breathy, twangy. And it's, it's really well, like, it, like the could, speaking voice. Yeah. But you could say that about, you know, the divas of the world, Ariana Grande is the, the pop music people too. I mean, like, I feel like that. Well, but they still sing with, they still sing with better form is all I'm saying. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's speak. It just sounds, you, you just know, lost half of our country singing audience. I, don't do I like them. country oh, music. That's interesting. I like it. I, I would, I would assume that you would not. I do. I like it. I do. I think what, what the draw is, and I don't really listen to too much, but I get into it when I'm around family who does is that, it kind of yeah has an idealistic pointing the the way the world should be simple relatable uh, relatable family like mm-hmm. that, that yeah they don't always sing it's not about the blues it's not about reality it's about how life should be out on the lake having a beer hanging mm-hmm. out down by the beach you know but so then much. when you're not there and you're at work all day and you're like. <laughs> That's right. Well, the country song said I should be on the lake with the beer, <laughs> that's and right. that's where I want to be. That's right. You know, it's interesting. It's and like even the when it comes media to effect. yeah, totally, yeah, hundred percent. I yeah. agree. I think that is accurate. So again, I like country music, but it has a. I feel like it has a negative influence on me because I start idealizing sure. things that just really aren't reality. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, Unlike really rap music that might have cuss words where I'm like, <laughs> I can separate myself from this. I enjoy it. There's some really, really deep and desperate uh, despair uh, lyrics and sure. poetry in hip hop and rap. Yeah. yeah. Really, some they can really take you to like really dark places. Um, but, but again, man, like, I don't ooh. think you can express those emotions that, you know, different people have experienced just in words right and mm-hmm. and i think music allows you to it it allows us to experience emotions in a way that nothing else can so and i don't know why technically that is I, if it triggers something in the brain yeah i think res you know you, you have a, a tuning fork that resonates with, uh, with i think there's something that resonates with our heart that resonates with our emotions that uh that, that yeah i i do think it really is a 
a pointer to the God who created us. He created us for music. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, even Logan, Logan, who is my son, he's 12 now. But when he was eight, because uh, he, he plays drums and um, he was once asked, you know, like, why do you serve at Victory is playing drums. And and he said, because music makes people feel things. That's great. He's That's eight. Right. Like Perfect. you could just tell, like he, he just you could just. You know, and even the fact that, like, yeah, we've spent so much time and money as a civilization to make instruments, to make to make all these things that don't seem to, you know, they're not furthering our species. It's not it 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 doesn't do that, but it's really important. It really helps us. Encouragement and and right, exactly. I'm just saying it doesn't seem to have like a Darwinian reason that we do this, uh, except that we, we we are emotional creatures how god created us and and it's through emotions that we can really i think experience god mm-hmm. um experience his love be able to feel and then also uh express that's what i love about the psalms the psalms give us the permission and the very words to express those dark themes of where are you god and why are mm-hmm. you letting this happen and then also the joy that i can't believe how good our creator is i can't believe all the wonderful things he's done for me so yeah I would say it's really hard to argue against worship music when the when the Bible says things like shout to the Lord, oh, yeah. songs yeah. of praise, right. yeah, worship Him with dancing and and tambourines and cymbals right. and whatever. Um, I don't. I think, you know, I think historically there have been some churches that have been like strip away absolutely everything, right. no art, like white walls, brick building, right. just plain, you know, because God's words enough. They wanted, yeah, they yeah. wanted to avoid any of that emotional manipulation. A lot of it also had to do with like not wanting to be like the Catholics sure. and not decorating and, and just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. we're not Catholic, right. you know, we just want the purity of God's word, gospel only, faith yeah. only, you know. Um, but that, obviously, that's not what the Bible says. Um, but I think even in like the most traditional churches, you walk in what's already playing before the even the service starts is pre-service music whether yeah. that's on a piano to in the front your heart, right? or just just music played in the played in the in the speakers but um so so i mean what is it to prepare your heart to to focus yeah. you right like like what you just yeah. said it basically it sets the mood mm-hmm. one of the examples i think from scripture that's so powerful is when the israelites pass through the the red sea and they they are, they're rescued from the Egyptians um, who are swallowed up in the water. The, the thing they spontaneously do is Miriam breaks out into song. Mm. Um, when Hannah, who's been barren her whole life, finally has a child, she spontaneously breaks out into a song. When Mary finds out she's going to have a child, she breaks out into the Magnificat. When Zechariah has uh, John the Baptist, he breaks out into song. And so you have all these incredible events that happen in in the history of scripture and God's people always seem to break on the song as if that is the only way we can express how happy we are how thankful we are in God have you read the lyrics to song of the Miriam's song though it's yeah like that he's visceral. drawn yeah like they're pretty happy that well I mean 400 years of slavery they're happy that their enemies are drawn in the sea yeah yeah talking about how many Egyptians just died <laughs> that's the focal point well, it's pretty great Man, if you're under under that, yeah. Well, I think oppression. even in America here, there was a lot of songs and a oh, lot yeah. of like mm-hmm. wait, you know encouragement and um, you know messages were passed through songs and things like that. So yeah, gave birth to the gospel music, I think, mm-hmm. and and then yeah, it was their encouragement. So mm-hmm. really powerful. Thank you for all that you do, Annie, at uh, at Victory to to lead worship and prepare every week. Thanks. So that's yeah, good. I'm. We're hoping really to. 
keep moving and making some changes and moving forward. And one other thing I did want to say about the the church that we that I the service that I had gone to last week, um, that was just the everybody was, you know, during the songs, you know, you had um the 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 lead guy was kind of just kind of ad libbing and singing and everybody in the congregation was just really expressive, hands up. And I I mean this was genuine. There was no there's no doubt in my mind this was genuine. Um singing along the, the no. congregation was ad-libbing and singing along yeah. and hands up and swaying. And, and so, you know, sometimes I wonder, and I feel like maybe we've touched on this, but like, you know, us being the chosen frozen, yeah. at, you know, like where, you know, we're just kind of, you know, are, are people subduing that? Right. Well, I mean, for me, it's when I'm hearing music, I'm very, it's very internal. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking and I'm, you know, whatever. Um, are people subduing this kind of natural, yeah. uh, you know, sure. a, a reaction to move or to sing along or right. um, because culturally, you yeah. know, us Wells Lutherans, yeah. um, we don't do that. I'm not opposed to it, y'all. If y'all are listening, put your hands up. <laughs> Let's get nuts. That's right. <laughs> I'm in. I think it, yeah, I don't, for whatever reason, we don't, I, I think it keeps us from really enjoying God. Yes. And like at Zach Williams, I mean, I was dancing. Like I was, I mean, like, like I would be at a regular concert when I go to see a cover band or when I'm at another concert, I was dancing the way that I would there, you know, and the hands up and the whole bit, you know? And so it just, there's something culturally that has kind of subdued us. Right. It's German culture, I think from our origins, from our, our church body at the Zach Williams concert. The gospel singers that they had, those two oh, gals were amazing. My goodness, yes. I'm so glad he keeps on growing his band and and bring and he highlights other musicians. Mm-hmm. I like that it's not all about him, and mm-hmm. that's been really cool. Those girls are my favorite part. They were so, I know yeah. me too. Um, so I guess I guess then the question that we're we're flirting with a little bit is at what point do we cross that line from being engaged to being overbearing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's when you're trying to use it to create an outcome. Uh, for your own advantage, like you're selfishly trying to do something to take advantage of people. But, but I mean, but what does that mean? Because if you're trying to get, we're all trying to get people excited about God in church, right? And but not about that, me necessarily. Well, I, I it's guess it's not just but, about not just about us growing our church. Yeah, not you know, and we always have to check our motivation. I think it's just I, I don't think there is a clear line. I think you just have to keep checking your gut. Keep it's, checking. Why am I doing this? Even with my expressive, you know, if I hold up my hands, am I doing this? Because this is, I have so much in my heart right now. I can't, I have to raise my hands. Mm-hmm. I have to express. I have to dance. Or is it, I want to look at me, look at or, me how spiritual I am. Right. And I, well, and I often, I think, you know, I struggle with that being, you know, I'm, I'm almost too far the other way where I'm trying so hard not to make things about me when I'm sure. doing music because being in, in the music, Milwaukee music community for so long, I mean, part of doing that, you do have to have a little bit of an ego. You do have to make it sure. about you when you're in this mm-hmm. entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I'm almost like terrified of mm-hmm. make, you know, even giving the impression that this could possibly be about me. And so it's like, you know, I don't want to act too, mm. too over the top or sure. too expressive because I'm not trying to draw attention to myself, sure. you know? Yeah, that's a that's a balance. Right. That's a balance. But I, I think if it's something that's naturally flowing out of you, that's different. And I just my 
that's different than um, I'm trying to use it to get other people to do something for me. When does it get weird? Yeah, yeah I. <laughs> So I'm I'll, I'm I'm going to address that, and I think we can probably skip my topic today. Okay. It won't be good anyway. Oh, why? Are um, we running out of time? No, we're we're good on time. It, okay. It's fine. Um, I guess something that uh, Annie and I just heard too from somebody is, um, sometimes, you know, w- whether or not you're feeling it, whether or not those that that those actions or those emotions are flowing freely from you. Sometimes as a worship leader, if your job is to kind of get people engaged, get people excited, maybe, you know, the example was maybe you got to throw up the praise hands mm-hmm. even when you're not quote unquote feeling it. And yes. mm-hmm. to me, that makes total sense. It's like people and um, they want, you know, any, I don't know, let's just say someone wanted to like try out a new diet and it's like, oh, I'm not motivated to, I'm not motivated. Well, do it anyway. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you actually do it, you'll have some progress, then you'll get motivated. But sometimes you just got to kickstart it and you can't always just do things that, oh, it's too hard. Or more comfortable. You get more comfortable with it as you learn. In this case, a diet, you might learn some some new tricks or new meals or whatever. But like, you know, for worship, and I think too, you know, in being in a worship leader position or music leader position, like, you know, I was told like, you have to give these people permission to do it. Like you just Mm -hmm. have to kind of take the bull by the horns and do it. And also fake it till you make it in a sure. way it, not 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 because not to be disingenuous but just because if you know that this is the direction that you want to go sure. and yep. you're just having a hard time kind of making that transition mm-hmm. force yourself to do it because yeah. you know this is where you, you know why yeah. you want to get there you know it's not malintent you know right. like That's this good. is where you want to go just just shut up and do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would good. I would say the same thing about me having to wake up early. Like yeah, my, Matt, my whole shut life, up and do it. my whole life people have said, you should just wake up earlier. It's like, no, I don't want to. Because <laughs> when I wake up, I'm tired. Well, if you started waking up early, then you wouldn't be so tired, right? I mean, it's 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 Boom. like anything you got to change. Sure. But sometimes you got to muscle through until you quote unquote feel like it. I do think there is, there are some people who are... Evening larks, or was that morning? Morning people are evening people, right? Mm, and you're yeah. definitely not a morning person. Yeah, that, no, there's something to that. My butt. <laughs> and some people are like, wait, like you, you're probably a lot more creative and alert. And like, when when did you write your papers in school? Were they at night? <laughs> or when did you ever write your papers? Like, when did you do any <laughs> hours focus work? before the due date? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you had to do focus work, you could probably do it at midnight, right? Um, I I really don't know. I mean, like. I, is there I, ever a time you're productive during the day? Or I'm just trying to figure out like <laughs> I I don't I don't have a set rhythm at all. It's really in spurts. Okay. Um, I it, it's it it really has to do with the, and that's a problem that I have and it's loosely related to the topic, but it's like it's really like when I feel like it, when I'm interested, you know, I can get down and just work on something nonstop for hours, but then I'll go through like a whole thirty six hour period of like, ah, oh, I don't want to do anything, you know. <laughs> Um, so going back to force, kind of forcing yourself, building the character to so just like build the rhythm in. Yeah. I mean, you have to do that with everything else in life. So to say, you know, oh, are are they, you know, are they putting up their hands? Are they closing their eyes? Like swaying back and forth? Are they doing? Is it genuine? Um, maybe, maybe not. But is that still okay? Like you said, I think if you 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 were saying, Annie, that. This is the, play, the the direction you want to take the congregation so that they can express their joy in the Lord. And if they, they want to. Right, if they want to, to give them that permission to right. do that. And so you're leading people in a good direction 
you're not trying to manipulate them or force them to no. do something they don't no, want to no. do. Right. So right. I think that's that's different. And if right. you want to stand there and not do anything, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know, and I want people to feel comfortable if their neighbor has their hands up. Right. You know, and then well, then we could get onto a topic of what becomes disruptive in worship you know if somebody (laughs) you know at some point you know you got to draw the line like somebody's you know on the ground sure um yeah that's weird wow (laughs) have you seen the bit from tim tim hawkins the comedian on all the different hand racing so funny that's so good so funny everybody should watch that right now (laughs) there was um i won't name who but i used to sing in a choir and I think in my high school choir, like we really, you know, tried to say stay straight, and that that's um that's that's by design. You want everyone to look uniform, like they're singing as one voice, sort of, right? Well, in my college choir, people moved around a lot more because it was like, no, get into the rhythm. This is a different idea, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both both were good. And one person would just wrong, just wrong. One <laughs> back, one of my going left friends when you should go compared right. it to like the like the blow up guy outside a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like really distracting and, right, and that right. person is just like flopping all around. So but to your point like in music, I mean that like like bands like Elevation like mm-hmm. there's people like jumping, like they jump. Like literally like grown up people and they're like got the hand the the eyes closed and the hands in the air and they're like jumping up and down and it's like at what point is it like I'm watching I'm like oh you're you're totally into it and at some point it's just like oh, that is weird okay <laughs> that is just weird <laughs> and I see and I don't mind that mm-hmm. um would you would I want my neighbor you know sitting next to me well, it dep- I mean, there's so gosh, there's so much. There's just like uh-huh. the volume, the song itself, the the yeah. vibe that you're trying yeah. to put out, the message. Like, there's just so much there to think about. It's I don't interesting, know. like what is culturally appropriate, right? To, you know, right. a lot of our missions in Africa. I mean, they're dancing when mm. they bring the offering forward. Love I mean, it. they they're they're really expressive, Love and it. so there's all these these rules that are just in our culture that what is appropriate what is not and where is that line and yeah so i mean one of the one of the best stories in the bible is when the ark returns to israel and david runs outside and his wife yells at him for jumping around in his underwear that's right (laughs) (laughs) he's like dancing in his underwear and he gets yelled at yeah and um and he said i'll be even more you know (laughs) open and free because of the the lord yeah yeah and and I don't know, I, I think there's a balance. I mean, for most of my life, whenever I'd walk into a church, very rarely, but you'd walk into a church and people are doing like, just saying the amens. And it's just like, who is this freak in a trance next to me? Just sit and listen, you know? And I, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's right now. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to discourage people, but, but there is that like, okay, this person next to me is really distracting me. Yeah. And well, thankfully, we haven't had to cross that bridge yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might at some point, but I, you know, I think that there are people that take the stance that um, church should be penance and should be, yeah. it should be solemn, it should be sanctimonious, right. it should be a time for you to really think about what a crappy human person, <laughs> you, human being, Amen. human being you are. Amen. You know, and 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 that would be, you know, yeah. that's why we shouldn't have all these, all this extra music and. Mm-hmm. Well, I whatnot. think. I'm glad you brought up that story of David dancing before the ark because mm-hmm. that one is kind of juxtaposed in the scriptures with 
the previous story, the reason the Ark wasn't there is because they were tr- uh, transporting the Ark from the Philistines, and they were rolling it on a cart, and it stumbled, and I think it, it's Uzzah, I think, reached out, and he touched it. And the reason it was stumbling, or the reason that was a problem, is it was never supposed to be put on a cart. The ark was always supposed to be carried on poles because it was supposed to represent the presence of God. And this was, and so on one hand, you have this really having reverence for the presence of God and the, the temple of God and the ark of God, having reverence for the things of God. And the next story, you have David dancing before that same ark with total irreverence and, and, and freedom. <laughs> and so I think it, those are put right behind, right next to each other in the scriptures to say there's a balance there of. Mm-hmm. I want to be filled with joy, mm. but I want to still be reverent. I mean, Balanced. this is still God, mm-hmm. um, but but I still want to worship with joy. The balance, that's good. Yeah, mm. yeah uh, Uzzah, right, is his name? Yeah. Who touched the ark and died for it. Yeah. Oh. Because he it was like rolling away, and he's like, oh, I got to like kind of catch it or kind of stabilize it before right. it tips over. And he just, he just was struck dead because you weren't allowed to touch it. And the reason was it was never supposed to be on a cart. It was never supposed to have that kind of irreverent transportation, mm-hmm. supposedly. And I think that, uh, and then David said, forget this. I'm not even going to bring the ark to Jerusalem. It's too scary. God's too too powerful. I, we could die at any moment. And mm-hmm. then he finally comes to the conclusion, no, let's bring it, bring it there. And he was so filled with joy. So I, yeah, I think those that's the tension. How can we be joyful and reverent mm-hmm. this is yeah. god still mm-hmm. right yeah. how, how are you expressing how are because you know people are just scared to look foolish or they're scared to be uh, yeah. engaged or, in yeah. front of everybody right yeah. but at the same time like if if the lord judges the heart if he's kind of i mean all all humans are judged on an individual basis every soul individually i mean he God says doesn't necessarily say, "Hey, do what everyone's the crowd is doing." I mean, yeah. that's never in the Bible, right? So, um, yeah, it's yeah. We did good? we did we answer everyone's questions? Problem so. solved yet again. Always. Boom. All right, thank you guys. Really good. Bye. Keep it fresh. If you'd like to get a hold of us here at the Climbing Sycamores podcast, feel free to email. B Sadler at victoryofthelamb.com. B S A D L E R at victoryofthelamb.com. If you like today's intro music, it's been brought to you by Andrew Lynch's song, My Name, Hello.